Welcome to episode two of our pandemic job hunt series. This is a four episode series that I made to provide you all with some resources to help you in your job search and to make sure you get the pay you deserve. In episode one, Rich Jones broke down the current outlook on the job market and gave some great tips on how to master LinkedIn. Today, let's take a look at the intimidating and oftentimes misunderstood cover letter. Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. Right now, the world is changing rapidly due to the pandemic, and this uncertainty has had a significant impact to our economy. In hope of providing some help to those of you who are looking for work or maybe looking to change your career, I've asked Aditi Srikant, a reporter at CNBC's personal finance site, Grow, to join me to discuss the importance of the cover letter. So, Aditi, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good over here. I know we're, we're talking from opposite sides of the country, so I appreciate you taking some time to, to join me in the middle of your day to, uh, to talk about these cover letters. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. You know, for me, I do not know much about cover letters. I, it always makes me extremely nervous when I would prepare my resume, get ready to apply for a job. And it's like, oh, we would like a cover letter. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> it just it provides all this anxiety and stress. And when I read your piece, I was like, oh, this kind of breaks it down. and makes it a little clearer for me, because right in the title of, of the article you wrote for Grow, uh, you said that eight in 10 HR pros say that your cover letter is critical. I never understood the importance of it. I just thought, oh, it's just something you throw in with a resume. But during the process of writing this piece, what did you discover about why cover letters are so important? Sure. So Allison Green of Ask a Manager actually said the number one mistake people make is that they summarize their resume. A cover letter is an opportunity to show people outside of what you've literally done, who you are as an employee. And I think that made sense to me as an HR person, what you're reading, like ultimately you're working with a person, you're not working with their resume. So a cover letter is a chance for you to show what your resume doesn't which can often feel sometimes like just an embellishment or an afterthought. But I think for HR recruiters who are really looking to build a team and looking for someone who is going to fit into an existing team, a cover letter can really show who you are and whether that'll be a good fit. Because obviously, like, resumes are really important, but they don't show everything about you. I didn't even think about that because I know when I've written cover letters, that's exactly what I'm doing is repeating. <laughs> I'm just taking the bullet points from my resume and I'm just putting them into real sentences right. and saying, here you go. And I guess that's the complete wrong way to, to be approaching this. Yeah, she was telling me like, this is a really good time to use anecdotes. So if a job requires you to be really organized and you have a to-do list that you color code and a way that you get stuff done each month, this is the time to mention that to-do list. That's obviously not something you'd put on your resume, but that does speak to who you are as a person and what you would bring as an employee. Huh. So it's, it's, it's that time to kind of not I was going to say embellish. That's the wrong word to use <laughs> to say expand and tell these these real stories that, that would be out of place in a resume. Sure. Yeah. Try to think of who you are outside the resume that would still that a recruiter would want to know and would still benefit you in the job process. Hmm. Okay, that makes it a little bit clearer in my mind when I'm thinking about what's, what even goes in this document. 
And part of the speech you wrote, you gave three really great tips as to, you know, how to go about building your resume and what you should think about and what you should do in the process of, of sorry, I should say, in building and writing your cover letter. And the first tip here was get inspiration from past performance reviews. And I thought that was interesting. I'd never thought about it, you know, that it being a source for my cover letter. So what is that process? Like, what does this mean by getting inspiration from your past reviews? Sure. I hadn't thought about it either. Bernadette Joy, who is a debt counselor, told me about it. So what that means is look or even, I don't know, if you don't have a physical performance review, think about the positive things people in like past bosses or people in previous jobs have said about you. That'll give you a starting off point because it's awkward. It's awkward to write a cover letter. It's awkward to think of compliments for yourself. People, especially women, are not programmed to think that talking about yourself positively is a good thing. People say it's unbecoming. So then to automatically think that you can switch it on when you have to write a cover letter is unrealistic. So read past performance reviews, and that'll give you kind of a not awkward jumping off point of what other people say is great about you. Because obviously, you know, things are great about yourself. But no one I don't think is used to expressing it in such a blatant way. So reading those performance reviews can really give you an idea of what others see in you and what you probably see in yourself and just feel awkward vocalizing. Oh, that's a brilliant idea because you're getting those words from other people. You don't have to come up mm-hmm. on your own. Cause like you said, we're not used to talking about ourselves. We're not used to saying, Oh, I'm great at this. I mean, I know I have some friends who are great at that, but not everyone <laughs> is great at doing that. Right. So I love that tip. Okay. Let me ask you a very personal question right now. Don't be offended, but have you started working on your taxes yet? <laughs> I, I know you're probably not excited to look at that paperwork. I know you are probably not excited at all to sit down and really look back at 2020 and see what happened with your finances. That is why I am very happy to have H&R Block bringing you today's bag of popcorn. Filing your taxes doesn't have to be difficult and it doesn't have to be hard. H&R Block is here to help you on your terms. So whether that's having someone do your taxes for you or if you're like, you know what, I got this, you can do it on your own. And H&R Block is available to answer your questions, check your work, or even do all the work if you just say, you know what, I'm done with this. But if you decide to stick with it and do your own taxes, H&R Block has you covered. If you have a question or you get stuck along the way, H&R Block's experienced tax professionals are standing by to help. They can help you via screen share or on-demand chat. They have several options that make it really easy to get the help you need. And if you're ready to hand the whole task off to someone else, H&R Block has you covered. Even during a pandemic, they have options available to you to make you feel safe and comfortable. You can just drop off your documents at a local office and they'll do the rest for you. Just review and approve online. So to learn more and get 20% off your online filing, head to hrblock.com popcorn. Again, that's hrblock.com popcorn. Tip number two was write your cover letter in third person. Explain that to me, because I obviously I don't I don't write all the time. So I'm like, hmm, what, what do you what do you mean exactly? Sure. So Chloe Angel actually had tweeted this and I interviewed her about it. And she said she's used it for the past few years for jobs. It kind of goes along with the first tip. Take yourself out of it and be like, if I was praising because we have no problem praising people we love. Right. Mm-hmm. So think about yourself as a loved one and be like, if I wasn't me and I was writing something about my friend Aditi, what would I say about her? It takes that awkwardness out of it for you. You can give yourself compliments without feeling like you're 
Kind of like boasting and bragging about yourself. Yeah. So I think that's a really great tip. So her only like tip for after that was make sure you change it back to first person before you send it. Uh, okay. <laughs> but definitely like writing in third person, I think once again, takes yourself out of it and makes the whole process a little less awkward and just act like you're bragging about your super qualified friend. Of course, there's also an aside that's like, don't, this doesn't mean apply for jobs that you have no business applying for, <laughs> right? Like don't just go off and be like, and give yourself compliments that you don't really deserve. But I think that it does kind of help clear your mind and be like, this is actually, this is what I think about myself. And writing in third person can help you create a barrier that then makes it more comfortable to write the letter. I'm happy you mentioned the change it back. I was like, okay, so I'm supposed to just send this in third person, but you're right. You would sound insane. So I'm happy you clarified that before I wrote my next cover letter. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the last tip here was, Read it out loud before pressing send. And I love this one because I'll do this from time to time when I'm writing an email because I'm like, when you're reading it in your head, you're like, I think this makes sense. But the moment you say it out loud, you're like, okay, yeah, that sentence was all kinds of weird. So yeah, why was it so important for the cover letter process? I think it's exactly what Bernadette says, uh, the person who gave me that tip. If it sounds awkward when you read it, it will definitely sound awkward to someone else and probably just means you need to spend a little more time with it. You don't want to send anything out that sounds awkward or weird. And it was kind of like we talked, if you feel uncomfortable writing a cover letter, it'll probably come off that way. And then even maybe you read it and you're like, this still doesn't sound right. Send it to someone else. Send it to a friend and be like, this doesn't sound right to me because there might be a quick fix for it. You might not need to start all over. But it just is important to do that final read and make sure that you sound like a real person people want to get to know. And once again, you're not summarizing your resume. You're not coming off as like like a crazy, like, like in third person, it looks totally crazy. Even when you switch it back to first person, you should probably know that and like not send it then. So is that final safety net to make sure that your cover letter makes you look like an approachable and competent person. That makes complete sense, especially because after you sit and write, look at something for so long, it just becomes like gibberish. Like when you, when you're sitting, like you're writing something for hours and you're, you've looked at it so many times, it just loses all meaning. So I love that, that tip. Just give it to someone else. Let someone else look at it with fresh eyes. And they can probably find things that you completely messed up on or left out. Totally. And as a writer, I know when I'm reading things in my head, I definitely skim over stuff. So making sure you literally read it out loud and vocalize it, you'll catch so much stuff. I feel. No, no, I I love that tip. That's great advice for any writing right there, for Mm -hmm. sure. So, Aditi, thank you so much for taking the time to break this down for me. I feel more comfortable with the cover letter now. It's not as scary and crazy as it normally is for me when I think about doing this. If people want to learn more about the pieces of work that you're putting out there for Grow and and check out some more of your work or maybe even just reach out to you, what's the best place to do that? Sure. You can follow me on Twitter. So it's my first name underscore my last name. So A-D-I-T-I underscore Shrikant. S-H-R-I-K-A-N-T, where I tweet out pretty much all of my work. All right, perfect. I'll make sure I put that in the show notes so people can uh, go check out some of the pieces you're putting out there because it's really, really fascinating work you've been doing. And uh, I feel like I've learned some great tips from the stuff you put out there. Thank you so much. We always love talking to you. And I appreciate all of you for coming back and joining me here for another episode. Next week in episode three of the Pandemic Job Hunt series, we'll be discussing negotiating your pay. Also, come join me over on Instagram at Popcorn Finance Podcast. I'd love to connect and feel free to ask me a question. 
As always, I appreciate you joining me here for another bag of popcorn. Hope you have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll talk to you soon. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins. <laughs>